Hello and thank you for joining us on Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I'm Brandon Yates and today we will be discussing the Asian Games taking place in Hangzhou, China, as we are now one month away from the event. To help me get through the subject matter, I'm joined by two fantastic panelists, Yang Guang and Tian Yu. And Yang Guang, I'll start with you. We know the event is happening in Hangzhou and so many fans and participants are really excited about visiting this Chinese city. I'm assuming a lot of people have never been to it before. So what can you tell me about Hangzhou and what makes it a unique and exciting destination for fans, participants and just people that will be in that area during that time? Yeah, I think people would love it. The athletes, all the coaches and media staff, they would yeah. love it when they arrive in Hangzhou. And uh, Hangzhou might not be the most familiar city um, people know about in China. I mm. mean, Beijing and Shanghai dominate the news headlines for the most of the time. Yeah. I guess um, quite a few athletes and teams from around Asia won't necessarily be familiar with that city either. Yeah. But um, yeah, it do doesn't really necessarily mean Hangzhou is less capable of, of hosting such big multi-sport event as the Asian Games. And mm. um, actually Chengdu just hosted the um, World University Games. Um, it turned out a huge success. Tianyu was yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, I recall some student athletes there. Uh, they said, it's like as if they were attending the Olympics wow. with a big opening ceremony and stuff. Yeah. So as a city on the similar level um, with Chengdu, Hangzhou, in my opinion, um, can do an equally good job, if not better. Okay. Um, in terms of the venues and um, infrastructure, I, I know people are talking about the big lotus, small lotus, the main venues for athletics and the tennis action. Right, where um, most of yeah. the action and most of the, I guess, fans' eyes will be. Yeah, they yeah. are the symbol of the Asian Games. Those two newly built venues, um, they are very modern yeah. and good looking as well. But I'm more fascinated about a smaller venue, okay. um, which is called the Fuyang Qinhu Sports Center. I'm not going to try and say that, guys, <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds fantastic. <laughs> Tell me yeah, more about um, it. Yeah, it's, an, it's a venue for all the shooting and um, Okay. Archery competitions will take place during the games. Um, it's a very unique venue because the architecture of it vividly resembles a, an ancient Chinese Shanshui painting dwelling into the Fu Chun Mountains, okay. which is a very famous in China. It's beautifully designed. Right. And um, fully representing the Jiangnan style architecture. I love uh, it when venues have that element where there's definitely like an artistic element to it and there's obviously architectural innovation mm. but at the same time it honors the history of a certain yeah. you know venue or culture or city or country yeah, yeah. and it sounds like this venue's got that right yeah with the curved roof and beautiful. delicate gardens and yards it's really beautiful and really yeah. adds a traditional cult chinese cultural touch right. to the games and it's just the venue is just one of the cases yeah um Hangzhou is to offer in terms of the cultural elements i believe the athletes and the coaches would love it when they arrive in Hangzhou. fantastic i think historically at um major sporting events like this that's definitely something that china and chinese cities have got right is that they honor a certain area's historical um elements and that's always something that I think participants and fans really appreciate is kind of having a visual aspect of what 
the city represents, yeah. um, what the culture represents. I think that's always incredibly important. And it sounds like we're going to experience that indeed. at Hangzhou. <laughs> so that's going to be very exciting to see indeed. And I'm sure that the fans and participants are going to absolutely love it. Tianyu, from your side, anything that Hangzhou is going to offer that's going to be, you know, unique? Yeah, I gotta tell you, Hangzhou is the perfect place for holding an Asian <laughs> Games. You know, it's, in terms of uh, venue-wise, it has it is home to one of the biggest water sports venue in mm. China, second only to Water Cube, which hosted uh, water sports events for yeah. the Beijing and it's globally known. Beijing I mean, Olympics. people around the world are very yeah. familiar with that venue. Yes, yeah. yes, and uh, in terms of football, which we all have a share the same interest for. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, they have the Huanglong Sports Center Stadium, which is the home stadium of the Chinese Super League team, Team Zhejiang. And it is also used to hold uh, the 2007 Women's World Cup. Mm. So yeah, a lot of uh, uh, very professional football courts. And uh, what makes this tournament especially unique is that it, it has the esports venue and as an esports fan i'm i can see you lighting up <laughs> yeah <laughs> lighting. i've never i've never really watched an esports game in the venue myself yeah. and i really envy you guys who have the chance to <laughs> to really go there and uh, to watch a game on the spot is is really fascinating we'll try yeah. our best to appreciate it as yeah, much as you do we'll try our absolute best we've got to share the, the experience <laughs> of course yeah. of course so the, yeah the pan panoramic view of the of these courts really tells me that these these venues are really professional and grand, and so a lot to expect from that. Yeah. And uh, apart from that, uh, Hangzhou, in terms of Hangzhou, the city itself, it's it's a very international city. You know, it's. Uh, I just returned from Chengdu, where uh, the World University Games right. was was hosted there, and uh, I got to say that uh, Hangzhou is actually pretty similar to Chengdu. Mm. Both cities are pretty, have long history, yeah, yeah. and they're. They have a rich cultural elements and uh, all these scenic spots like uh, the West Lake. You know the West Lake, Brandon? I'm not familiar with it, but my mother has done business in Hangzhou and she said there is a lake that runs through the entire city. Yeah. I'm assuming that's the lake you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great to hear that. And, and, and also the, the Thousand Island Lake where mm. there are like more than a thousand islets acro scattered across this lake. Yes, beautiful. You got to, If yeah. you have the chance, you. I hope we do. Try. I'm sure we'll yeah. get the opportunity to see yeah. everything that Hongzhou has to offer. And yeah. from what you're yeah. describing, it sounds yeah. absolutely stunning. Sounds like a yeah. tour guide now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And also at the same time, we can call it a metropolitan city. Right. You know, it's mm. a lot of young people and people from people from different countries coming here. And uh, yeah, it's, and also the nightlife is buzzing, mm. and it's also a, the e-commerce hub in China where Alibaba the tech giant was born there so it's a vibrant city with vigor and mm. a and great innovation place, and culture yeah, for holding an yeah. Asian games yeah. fantastic it does seem to be one of those cities that is a little bit more well known than the traditional um well other cities around China that aren't Beijing or Shanghai I think Hangzhou is on that level it seems yeah. like it's not just known around China or Asia, it's, or Asia, it just seems to be one of those internationally known cities. Like I said, my mother's done business there and a lot of people in South Africa and from other countries around the world are definitely familiar with Hangzhou. And I think that it's definitely going to offer some unique elements like you've both already described that will entice fans and participants. And do you think, uh, Tianyu, that the people that will be participating in the games, the athletes and the teams, do you think they're expecting a world-class show? Are they going to arrive and expect to see some really brilliant things that will make Hangzhou a really uh, memorable games for them? Yeah, of course. Based on my past experience in Chengdu, I think these athletes from different countries and regions, they're 
very curious about China. Yeah. You know, the, remember the guest we had on the previous episode, the Luke, Luke Zenker? Yes, yes, yes. Luke. From he's Germany, a, yeah. Yeah, from Germany. He's a German pro-voter. When, when we, like, chatted, when he, I didn't have matches, he would ask me all the time, Where's or where's the restaurants? Yeah. Where where are the restaurants that locals would go often? And he sounds like the, me when I arrived in Beijing yeah, for the first where the, time. <laughs> where are the places that locals will, would go to have fun? Right. Yeah, they they they, they are very eager to know mm. about the city. Yes. And the culture. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is a great opportunity for them to really come to know about China. More. Explore the city. Yeah. Absolutely. I hope we see that from the athletes that will be participating at these games. That of, of course we want them to be focused on their events and you know doing the best that they can do mm -hmm. for the reason that they're there. But we also have to hope that they have the opportunity to explore and yeah. just see that everything uh, that Hangzhou has to offer and just mm. learn about you know Chinese history culture day-to-day -day life definitely. and I'm sure they will definitely have those opportunities yeah. and I'm sure we will too when we are in Hangzhou which I'm really looking definitely. forward to and we touched on esports a little bit um, Yang Guang and we know that esports is one of the new sports that's going to be included at the Asian Games along with breakdancing what do you think about these inclusions of esports and breakdancing um, I mean, I kind of get it when they decided to include breakdancing into the Asian Games <laughs> okay. program. I, I very mean, specific breakdancing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because it involves a lot of movement yes. and it's very demanding yeah. physically. Um, Just as, as demanding as any sport, I would say. Yeah, physically, it's, it's like floor competitions in gymnastics yes. uh, where yeah. athletes do a series of movements yeah. and they are scored based on and heavily performances yeah, by yeah. the judges. In breakdancing's case, the only difference would be um, they would do those movements according to the rhythm of the music. So I would say it's kind of a bit of both mm. dancing and the sports. Yeah, and, it's like uh, artistic and physical. Yeah, meantime. Right. Um, and uh, it's very enjoyable to watch. Yeah. But um, eSports, um, yeah, <laughs> I would put a question you mark there. He says it with such disdain. eSports? Tian Yu is a huge eSports fan. Yes. I, I, I think you have much to yeah. say about yes. this. Yeah. <laughs> yes, defend, defend eSports honor, please. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've been playing uh, League of Legends, a MOBA game, for, mm -hmm. for, for like about 10 years. Mm. And I've got to say, I'm I'm really thrilled to see that eSport can finally end up as an official event. Is that the game, right? So, that's, so they're all going to be playing League of yes, Legends. Are there any other games or...? Yeah, there's a lot of couple of other games like okay. FIFA Online 4, like uh, that that will be POBG that will mobile. be competed amongst. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, so it's not yeah. just League of Legends. There's a few yeah. games, yeah. and they'll be in different there's categories. A, yeah, I different guess. genres of games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's super excited. I would exciting. kind of like my odds in the FIFA uh, competition. Yeah. I might yes. uh, maybe really pretend to be Chinese no, for, for two weeks. Practice. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll see if I can get in there. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was just just a couple of years ago, the many countries and regions don't deem um, Esport as a real sport because mm. you know for the obvious reasons like I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's similar really to the chess debate, right? Yeah, Where, you know, is chess yeah, a sport? Isn't it a sport? Yeah, like chess. So tell me, why is esports a sport? Sell me. <laughs> well, uh, like chess, they don't involve any running or fighting or other physicality, strenuous, yeah, yeah. strenuous physical activity. But uh, you know, after concerted efforts from 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 parties in this industry for for, for like many years in in 2018 the the esport has become a demonstration event in the uh, Jakarta and Asian Games in Indonesia, in Indonesia and it is what what it is now is an official medal event in this year's Hangzhou Asian Games yeah. 
So it has really come a long way over these years. So this is a huge leap yeah. forward, right? To have esports recognized at a yeah. major games like this is a yeah. huge step forward for yeah, the, really the, happy the sport. I mean, I get it. Um, it, yeah. it has this in a competitive nature. And um, a huge fan base. Yeah. I mean, the stadiums normally sell out. This is what blows my mind. These stadiums pack like 40,000 yeah. people watching people play video games. Yeah, it's, 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 it's incredible, the, yeah. fa the fan base. Yeah, yeah, I get it, the competitive nature. Yeah. Uh, players battle for the actual championship. But yeah, I guess it doesn't really involve a lot of physical activity. This is uh, my thing sure. though, like at, an, at a, a games where sports are the main element of the games, like the Olympics and the Asian games, yes, there's competitiveness, but there's also other elements that make it a sport. Yeah. Because technically you could also have people baking mm. and, you know, trying to make the best cake and they also <laughs> take it really seriously and it's very competitive, yeah. but like, is that a sport? So what would your counter argument yeah, yeah, to that, that be, Tianyu? That's what I mean also. Yeah. Um, I so mean, it's competitive, but it's not like a sport, I suppose, or is it? There are physical activities, if you count, you know, the flicking of your wrist or the tiny, or subtle just, touch. Well, just the mental focus yeah. that it requires. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's hugely taxing on, on the mind. On yes. keyboards yes, and mice. Definitely. Yeah. That Brandon just mentioned the important point that I'm going to make <laughs> to prove my point. <laughs> Yeah, you, you guys, if you look up the word sport in dictionary. Yes, tell <laughs> I'm me. Gonna be I mean, I might as, I'm a sports host. I might as well know what sports means. Sport of a sport <laughs> is an activity that you do for pleasure and that needs physical effort or skill, usually done in a special area and according to fixed rules. That's my point. So I saw physical effort mm, there, yeah. though. That yeah, was one of, people, of the first terms mentioned. A lot of people would argue that, uh, yeah, esport is not a sport like you uh, because of <laughs> a lack of physical effort or skill. But... Actually, playing as a professional esports player, it costs a lot of energy when during games. It involves a lot of mental efforts and yep. also a lot of skills that you need to uh, conquer mm. uh, to, to to learn to be to yep. be among those top class players. It, it takes a lot of efforts. To be fair, as well, there are sports that are considered traditional sports that also require a similar level of concentration and mm -hmm. effort that mm -hmm. aren't necessarily that physical. I think of maybe the likes of cricket. Mm. Bowls, curling, yeah, very competitive. Definitely sports, yeah. but don't require that much physical effort. Yeah. So, can we see esports as a sport in that sense? Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. and professional esport player, they have to think about the next move mm. throughout the whole game all the time. It's and very tactical. Yeah, right? you need to predict where your opponent's gonna be and quick thinking. Yeah, quick thinking. Yeah. You you, be, you need to be careful about the the move that uh, the movements your character is gonna mm. your controls gonna, gonna gonna make throughout the game. And one single mistake is gonna cost the whole game. Mm. Yeah, so you need to be you need to be so cautious the pressure, all the time. You yeah. know, mentally must the mental be, pressure. And, and a lot of the athletes are are kids. Yeah, so it's it's very intense for them as yeah. well. Take take uh, League of Legends as an example. Mm. Uh, in this game, it has three lanes and, and a jungle, and uh, it's gonna be tough for you. <laughs> and each player taking- If it was real, it sounds very physically demanding, you know what I mean? Each player <laughs> taking different roads in this map, in this game map, they have to think about different things in their minds constantly in the game, like, like the top laner. He has to think about uh, how to solo kill his counterpart during a game, or how to get more ghosts and while avoiding his opponents to do so. Mm. And the jungler, he needs to think about how to expand the advantage. And also the, the, the jungler needs to think about how to expand the advantage his, his teammates have secured 
or how to turn the tide uh, when when the game is not in their favor. Mm. Are these strategies so, determined beforehand, or does it happen only when the game starts? No, it, there's a coach that can set strategies before the game. They they've they've set the draft and uh, the band picks, choose the characters that they want, and they they have a strategy for them. But in the game, the game is changing all the time the tempo you need to adjust your make some adaptations to your set strategy according to the game mm. the situation so you have to adapt to yeah. whatever situation you're yeah. presented with yeah it sounds like a nightmare yeah it yeah. sounds like um i'm sweating just thinking about it different roles in a football game yeah the defenders mm, midfielders definitely. and attackers mm, but yeah. um and how different teams have different approaches yeah, to yeah. suit their style perhaps yeah. mm. and to suit the players but that they the have. question is when you can actually play football on the proper football pitch why you just <laughs> sit back in a chair and in front of a video game and uh, play football with a pair of controllers I want make both. that argument with fifa I want footballers both. professional yeah. footballers love playing fifa yeah, yeah. i love i mean i love playing uh, nba games on playstation and when i love playing basketball in real life as well so mm. yeah that's a fair counterpoint yeah i do agree though um esports does require a lot of skills and talents in terms and mental of mental fortitude. Yeah, in yeah. terms of muscle memory. Yeah, yeah. Muscle memory. and reaction time. Yes, uh, it's uh, it's something the traditional sports athletes work on all mm. the time. Uh, for example, in basketball, if you want to be a good shooter, you need to shoot like uh, a million times to build oh. this muscle. Memory. Absolutely, and rugby too. I mean, one of the best rugby players that's ever lived, Johnny Wilkinson, who had, I think, an almost 90% uh, kick success record at the end mm. of his career. He mm. used to do 1,000 place kicks every single day of his life, including when he was a professional and once he had won the World Cup. And that's definitely got to do with muscle memory, and it's I'm sure tiring. something is similar is tiring. with the video game. In, uh, video yeah. game, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Esports. Just to make my point more convincing. <laughs> actually Look at how more. hard he is to convince <laughs> us. I love, no, I love it when someone's passionate about something and defends it. It's fantastic. Keep yeah. going. Yeah, yeah, there are ahead. a couple of more elements in esports that makes it more of a real sport. Mm. Real sport. <laughs> First of all, injuries. You know, the, the, even oh, though the players... On. What injuries are we talking about in esports? Even though the players a are playing... A broken finger, a broken wrist. Virtually, yeah, virtually. But the, <laughs> but the injuries that they have are real, man. Yeah. Just just like any other sports. I guess you can get hit by a thrown controller <laughs> by a, a frustrated player. No, stop joking. <laughs> He's talking, I'm talking serious. Right, you know, right, playing right. as a professional esports player can lead to many injuries. Like, you know, they have to sit in front of a computer for hours, yes. for eight hours mm, or that's more true. a day. And they have to stay up late until midnight. Mm. So these kind of tiring practice routines can lead to many injuries in different body parts like waist, mm. back, yeah. and wrist. Mm. So yeah, th these 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 parts can are very likely to have problems. I guess it can also affect their day-to-day -day life if they stay yeah. for hours on end playing video games yes. and then all of a sudden they need to drive somewhere or walk somewhere. Yeah. That could be something that they definitely mm. need to keep yeah. you know keep uh, aware of. Mm -hmm. My favorite League of Legends player uh, with a game ID called Woozy, mm. and uh, he just retired three years ago because of a serious wrist injury, and he also got diabetes. You see, oh, um, a proper real athlete. Look, when, I think when do they get diabetes? Listen, I think some <laughs> some of those NFL defenders. I don't know what they're called, but those guys look pretty big to me. I think some of them probably have some heart issues because they don't need to be fit. They just need to be as giant as possible. You know, the the defensive players. Yeah, mm. um, those guys are yeah, not fit at all. Okay. I yeah, think I think some of the them cases. definitely have some heart issues. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think you know, just staying with esports, it doesn't require. This is my take on it. It doesn't mm -hmm. require all elements of an athlete's abilities, but it definitely requires some of them. 
And I think that's the argument that esports should focus on. Look, it doesn't test your running or your jumping abilities, but sporting ability is not purely determined by yeah. that. Mm. You know, there's other elements definitely. of an athlete's makeup that make them athletes. And I think that esports can definitely claim one or two of them. Yeah, I, I agree. agree. Uh, it's like something in between. Some parts mm. of esports um, does contain sports elements, but some other parts are yeah. not really convincing. I would put it that way. But. Um, <laughs> It's already an Asian game sport, so I, I think I will shut up and uh, sit back and try to enjoy the game. Yeah, and look, it seems like it's like we've said, it's got a massive fan base, and I think yeah. that us traditionalists that mm. love you know sports that require physical activity, I think we're going to be blown away because I think when we get to Hangzhou, I think the fans of esports are going to take over the games. Yeah. I think yeah. that's going to be one of the standout elements yeah, mm. of these games. I think the fans of esports are going to really show up. Yeah, the tickets are really hard to get. I yeah. can tell and you. I know a lot of kids. Generation Z kids are in my life. They are more excited about Asian games than mm. I am because because their favorite professional players would it's be big there. business yeah. too for marketers, yeah. mm. you know, and for the athletes themselves. I think they also have potential to create really lifelong careers for themselves yeah. too. So it's something that kids can look at, you know, going forward as a as a really yeah. full time career, which is yeah. very interesting. But Tianyu, I'm now going to return to traditional sports. <laughs> <laughs> and which teams and athletes are you most looking forward to, besides esports? <laughs> which athletes and teams are you most looking forward to seeing um, at the Asian Games in Hangzhou? Sorry to let you down, but I'm, I'm still going to stick with <laughs> esports. <laughs> we'll get to Yangguang and we'll get to those other athletes. But yeah, let's yeah, hear some of the esports I'm, I'm athletes. I'm going to talk about uh, a professional player that, uh, that has been playing in this industry for like 10 years. Mm. It's it's a name that you will never miss when talking about this sports. His game ID is Faker, and uh, if Michael Jordan is the god of NBA, <laughs> he is the god of League of Legends. You right. love esports, man. I <laughs> yeah. love it. Comparing it, <laughs> comparing one of the athletes to Michael Jordan, I love the confidence. Yeah, and he's widely regarded as the greatest player in in this sport. The goat. Yeah, in history, he rose to fame like uh, at age of seventeen, where by winning the world championship in tournament in 2013 mm. he was 17 mm. wow it reminded me of Kylian they Mbappe. seem to peak at their really young age though yeah. i've noticed a lot of these esports athletes they seem to be at their best in their yeah. you know, mid to late teens for some reason a golden guess, age yeah for a player to have the best agility makes sense yeah i was probably the best fifa player in my lifetime at but 17. it really takes courage to be a professional Absolutely. video game player. And there's a lot of talent. I think, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it's also rare for a lot of these athletes to reach the consistency that you're talking about mm. there. So that's probably also something that's made yeah, them that's, achieve GOAT status. Yeah, that's something I'm gonna touch on. Uh, yeah, just uh, like I mentioned, just like Kylian Mbappe, he rose to fame at an early age. And uh, after that, he went on to win two more world championships in 2015 and 2016, and also a record 10 LCK titles, which is the uh, tournament of his country mm -hmm. and also two mid-season invitational so he's like a title rhythm man and uh but what makes his name more uh remembered among all the uh, league of legends players is that he's got exquisite skills and as astonishing agility and he can he can like dodge attacks and spells right. and fool his opponents in the game and uh, so it's also it's amazing to see how he has kept his form for so long after playing for 10 years as a professional 
playing the game. I've been playing this game for like 10 years and mm -hmm. I, I've got to tell you, uh, my ability in the game now is really degrading. <laughs> well, he's definitely <laughs> someone fast. we'll be looking yeah. out for at the games. And Yang Guang from your side, any athletes teams we have to keep our eyes on? Yeah, I will stick to some traditional sports. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of all, I will be definitely be watching tennis players from mm. China. The Chinese contingent will be led by rising Chinese male players, Zhang Zhijian and mm. Wu Yibin, as well as the top women's player, Chen Qingwen. Yep. Uh, she actually just got her first WTA title in Tanamo. Uh, but for Wu Yibin particularly, um, it would be a, an interesting Asian Games for him because it's in his home city. Um, he's a Hangzhou native. And also, I think um, the Chinese players are in higher hopes of winning medals in yeah. Hangzhou. And also in badminton, uh, we will definitely see a world-class games uh, in Hangzhou because some of the top badminton shuttlers yep. from the BWF tour are from Asia. Yep. And the contest will be no easier than the world championships. I'm really looking forward to seeing the battles between the likes of Chen Yufei, Kenny Yamaguchi, uh, tai Tsuin and uh, PV Shindu of India in the women's singles and in men's singles. Um, we have Shi Yuqi, Jing Ting, Kento Momota of Japan and uh, Li Zijia. So it's a very strong field. A and huge amount yeah, of talent. So yeah. badminton would be one of the most competitive competitions in Hangzhou. Yeah, well, we'll definitely be looking forward to seeing some world-class athletes from all across the Asian continent. And definitely. of course, we will be wishing Team China the very best of luck at the 2023 Asian Games in Hangzhou. But that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will be back next week with our latest topic and we'll see you then. Mm -hmm.